welcome back to another episode of the Balcony Chatter Podcast. I am your host, Andrew McKenney, and tonight we're doing things a little bit differently. I'm actually flying solo here tonight. This is the first time, for those of you who listen to the podcast uh, every week, you know that this is the first time that this has happened, and we're going to see how it goes, and you know, bear with me here because we're we're doing this for the very first time, and let's try to have a good time. Um, with that being said, I'm not sure how we have a good time after that Bruins game because, oh man, I don't, I don't, I'm not even really sure where to start with this one. Uh, I, I guess we start with the fact that the Bruins had fans back in the stadium for the first time all season and for the first time in a long time, actually. So you would have thought that they would have come out and really had a fire under them and wanted to win the game. I know that they're all very excited to have fans back in the stadium, uh, as as I would imagine, because it's been a long time and fans do really play a huge part of the game. And I don't know how, how much 2,000 fans are going to really affect the way that they play, but it's good to feel a little bit more normalcy there. And, you know, I had said on the last podcast before we had known about any postponed games that – I will be at the first game back, and turns out that game against the Islanders on Tuesday was postponed. So we don't know the date or when that's going to be happening, but we do know that it is going to happen, unfortunately for us, seeing as the Islanders seem to have our number, and I don't really know what we're going to do about that, but we will get into that a little bit. But anyways, so so the game tonight was not canceled, um, and it was not quite the outcome we wanted, but... Bruins fans back in the stadium tonight, um, and it really showed in their pregame interviews and and whatnot that they were really looking forward to this and that it was a real booster for them. I mean, not only are they playing at home, but they finally get to see some of their their fans and and feel the building. You know, you could hear the fans a little bit there, and. For in the first period, it really it really looked like that was going to be a huge boost because they came out hot. You know, they they did very well in the first period. They they outplayed the Islanders very well, and I think that I I personally watching the game thought that that was going to be the way the whole game went. You know, we had a handful of days off. We didn't get any practice in except for the day before the game, so it was kind of like. I don't know if I've, I've been saying this since the very beginning of, of this season that we haven't really been able to get into much of a groove because we either have games postponed. You know, we played one game against Buffalo this season where we're supposed to play. I mean, we're halfway through the season at this point. So we have seven more games to play against them, which hopefully for us is a good thing um, because Buffalo is the worst team in the league and currently on, I believe, a 13-game lose, losing streak. But... So we haven't really been able to get into much of a groove here with with wins, and we finally get a couple wins under our belt, and then we get our games postponed again. So it's been a tough season so far for that part of it. I think that that was good to have some time off for some of the injured guys. We got a couple guys back tonight, which was, you know, it was kind of helpful. Freddie came back. Um, I believe we had Tenorti come back as well. And we had Wagner slot back into the lineup too, but it's just 
we had two Rask come back as well, which that's a whole other thing that I will talk about shortly. But, you know, I think it was good to get some of those guys back. But I'd like to touch on, on Trent Frederick real quick. And I don't understand what's going on. Because Trent Frederick clearly was, he was the talk of the, he was definitely the talk of the local um, sports radio. But he was the talk of a lot of teams, like their radar as far as, He's a guy that's going to be irritating to play against, and he loves to fight, or it seems like it. He loves to get under people's skin, and it's very clear that somebody had sat him down and said, hey, you either have to you have to tone it down a little bit here. I don't know if that's because they know that, you know, fighting's not a sustainable thing in this league anymore. Unfortunately, it's sort of, I, I'm not going to say it's on its way out. It's just not what it was, and players don't tend to last long if that's if they're a one-dimensional player. Now, I don't think that Trent Frederick is that. I think that Freddie is more than that. He's an agitator, which is something that we desperately need as well. I mean, because we can't have Marshan doing that anymore. He has that reputation. He also needs to focus on being that goal scorer, that elite playmaker that he can be. Uh, he, he's been doing very well with back-checking and all that this year, too, to the point where people... You know, he's not going to win the Selkie, but people have put his name into the hat of, you know, maybe he's a potential for the future or, or what. But he's done a very good job of being a more well-rounded player and not just being that um, only a pest. But I think that that's a good role for a third-line guy like Freddie to basically do because it's something that we need. It's something that every team needs. And they need a player that gets the other team annoyed and if he needs to go out there and fight then he goes out there and fights I know the kid's still young I don't want to see him fighting every single game can't have him in the box and all that all the time but I think that it's something that the Bruins could benefit from it was going a long way when he was all over the ice and and getting under everyone's skin and doing all that so not really sure exactly what happened there uh, but I would love to see him kind of get back into his game I know he got injured he's just coming back tonight so tonight I don't really put it on him that he wasn't being that agitator, but I just hope to see it in the future kind of come back around where he was really getting under everyone's skin and he was really bothering players. And it was something that was, you know, he was drawing penalties. That's a big thing for us. And not that our power play has been spectacular, but I mean, at some point it's got to give, you know, so I'd love to see him come back and be that guy again at some point. And I don't know if the team will allow him to do that, if if Cassidy has told him to, to tone it down. I'm not sure. But I think it's needed, especially against a team that has your number. We had plenty of power play opportunities, though. I mean, as I said at the beginning, the Bruins were the better team in the first period. They played a great 20 minutes. And then the... Islanders committed a penalty. We had a four-minute power play, a double minor against Bergeron for a high stick, which Bergeron got hit in the face way too many times tonight. But we got a four-minute power play, did absolutely nothing with it. The Islanders score almost immediately after, and and it was all downhill from there because then the Islanders score three straight uh, and take the lead. Uh, they take a 3-2 lead, and we go into the third period or... You know, they, they scored two in the third period, but we're in the third period at this point down when this whole entire game 
you know, could have went another way. They scored one goal in the second period. Um, so we're still up after two, but it just seemed like it kind of went downhill after the four-minute power play, after they killed it off. And as we all know, watching hockey, that you killing off a big penalty really gives a boost to your bench. And even if you're down by two goals, two goals is nothing. It's very clear. Two goals is, is nothing. So I, I think that them killing that penalty and then especially them scoring immediately after was the boost that they needed to really get back into this game because they really were, the Islanders were getting outplayed in the first period. There was no doubt about it. Um, but they came back. So the, JG Pajot, the new Bruins killer. I mean, if you, as you guys know from watching the Bruins over the years, if you've been a, a kind of, I don't want to say a diehard, but if you've been consistently watching them, he's kind of like Thomas Vanek when we, um, when we had hit, when he was in Buffalo and he was just destroying us. I mean, I think they even said it on the broadcast tonight that it was kind of a reminder of that because so far this year he's just been a killer. And I, when when I had Will on the show, we talked about JG and I wish that he was on the Bruins. I always wanted him here. He's a great player, and I think that he is he's what they needed out there. Um, and it's not great for us. So that that one's tough and. They need to do a better job of, of taking away his opportunities because something about him playing against us right now is just he's feeling it. So I don't know. I, I also think that, that Tuca getting hurt again was another major factor in this game because Tuca played very well in the first period. I don't even really know what happened. Nobody really knows at this point. Well, nobody has really said because they were unsure. I'm sure that we'll find out um, shortly here. But if it's it's a, a retweaking of whatever it was before, I think that we're in trouble because he was out for a, few, a couple weeks at, at the previous injury. And I think that if it's a retweaking, that it's going to be even longer because clearly it wasn't enough time for him to be back to full health or or healthy enough, I guess. Um, and it's tough because we've seen that Halak, unfortunately, is, isn't going to do it as our starter. And I don't know if that's all on Halak or not. I think that he's a great goalie. I think that we have the two best one-two in the league as far as backups go. But... You know, for some reason, recently, we haven't been playing well in front of him. We've done a lot of puck watching. We've done a lot of that, and it's not good because it makes Halak kind of... I'm sure that his confidence isn't through the roof. You know, he's had some good games recently, but the team has really let him... They've just they've just not played well in front of him, and it's and it's tough because he needs confidence for him to be able to play well. And if he's going to be our goalie going into the playoffs, I know we're only halfway through the season right now, but if he's going to be our goalie going into the playoffs, then we kind of need to, to play better in front of him because he can't win every game for you. And realistically, he shouldn't have to. I understand that we have a lot of injuries on the back end. We have a lot of injuries on this team. We have players in protocol, in COVID protocol, and and it's a tough time for this team and it seems like all the hits just keep coming at the same time, but it's just, they have to sort of have that next man up mentality and try to try to play for each other. 
And and that's how they really were playing at the beginning of the season. They were they were on a tear. They really looked like they were going to go they were going to be the the number 1 team in the division and so far about halfway through the season we're on the verge of being out of a playoff spot. So I don't really know what needs to be done. I don't know that a trade would be enough to shake this team up and and really get them going, but I don't think it hurts. I don't know who you trade and what you trade for. Obviously, we could use some defense defensive help, but I don't know. I think that coming back from injuries will help us as well. I mean, missing Carlo is a huge hit to our back end, and we, we saw that tonight with Clifton having a really tough game, not being able to get out of the defensive zone as easily as we would have liked, obviously, as a, as a uh, team. But I don't know. It, it's, it's tough to really pinpoint what the problems were because there's problems all around. The Bruins are making a ton of lazy passes. They're making a ton of just throwing it into the zone and hoping that somebody would grab it or trying to make a fancy behind-the-back pass or something that it's not time for those. It's time to, What it seems like to me where we've had our most the, the most amount of luck is by throwing it on the net and getting a rebound or you know we've had we've seen a couple get sniped past the goalie and obviously those are those are goals that you want to see all the time but we really could benefit from looking for rebounds and and trying to jam in some goals there because that seems to be the way that some of these goalies who have a lot of confidence against us are giving up some rebounds and then we can kind of take it from there because it doesn't seem like these these shots straight at them are going to go. So it's time to change up the game plan a little bit and try something else. Uh, I mean, Charlie Coyle and uh, Bjork had the best games I think that they've had all season tonight. I think that they really were grinding out the entire game from, from the first period to the third period. I mean, we saw we saw Bjork score the game tying goal in the third to take us to overtime, where inevitably we lost um, again. So I mean, there's a reason that the Islanders are at the top of of the division. There's a reason that they're sitting where they are, but they shouldn't have beat us five times now. I will give them one or two of those games. They absolutely earned the win, but I would say three of those games. I mean, especially the overtime ones were a toss-up. But the fact that we lose the overtime in 10 seconds or 15, 20 seconds, however long it was, it's just, it's 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 not good. And I don't understand the decision. Like, I know that I just said Coyle and, and Bjork had the best game of the season that they've, that they've each had, but I don't understand why that is the first pairing that you put out in the three-on-three. The first pairing should... should Almost always be Bergeron, Marshan, and probably Grizzlick. I mean, Grizzlick's kind of slotting into that spot that Krug used to play on the three on three, and that that pairing was always the the best. So I don't understand why they would have put them out there. Maybe because they showed the most amount of confidence in this game, but there's a reason that they that they start Bergeron, Marshan, and whoever else on the back end. Almost every time, and the, and as they should. I mean, Bergeron, you want to win that first faceoff. You want to win that initial faceoff so that you can kind of get a game plan together. 
and Bergeron is, I don't one one of if not the best faceoff man in the entire league. So I don't get it. That was a decision that I don't understand, and I'm sure that it's going to be questioned by reporters and whatnot. But at this point, there's nothing that you can do about it now. We lost another game to the Islanders, and it's not good. I know I, I know I keep saying that, but it's just it's just not good. Like they they are not a team that should have beat us five times now, and it gets to the point where I, I kind of said this before about us not having a five on five goal for so long until we finally broke that was it's all going to be mental at this point. It's the same thing with us in Washington over the last who five seasons, six seasons where until recently they beat us like every time, you know, now it's going to start getting mental this season that the Islanders have our number and it, and it's gotta be something that they break. And, and I would have really thought that tonight it was pedal to the floor and, they got fans and they want to win for them and they and they're happy to be back home with them and it just didn't happen. The fact that they scored 3 unanswered is just not a good look. And it really speaks to how we're playing right now in general. It kind of makes me worried about the game against Buffalo. I mean, we play against Buffalo Saturday, tomorrow, whenever you're listening to this, but you know, they're the worst team in hockey right now and one of the worst teams in the last like 10 years or however long you know they're on they're on one of the the biggest losing streaks they're I think I like I said I think it's 13 games you don't think that they want to break that 13 game win streak or losing streak ev- like as soon as possible I get that Buffalo is kind of like a bad place to play right now and nobody wants to be there and Jack Edwards called them a dumpster fire but you don't think that they they are sick of losing. So it seems like to me that might be a game that we uh, that we don't win. And if we lose a game to Buffalo, who's on a terrible losing streak as they are, and one of the worst teams in the league right now, or the worst team in the league right now, I don't know what that does for our confidence. Because being able to beat them is kind of all we have right now. We need to get some confidence going into the next set of games and and the future because it's not going to get any easier. Yeah, the Islanders lost their captain, and but they're still going to be the the team that they are right now for the rest of the season. I mean, of course, they could dip a little bit. Who knows? But it doesn't seem like they're on they're on the downslope at all. It seems like they're just chugging along and getting wins. And even if we had one tonight, the fact that we allowed it to get to overtime and give them a point, that's rough. So it's just the the way that we played after the first period was just sloppy. It just it didn't get any better. Uh, you know, I thought that it was going to, and then they score a goal in the second. They score two goals in the third. They take the lead with almost no time left in the game, only a f- couple minutes. And then we finally tie it up and take it to overtime and I thought maybe we had a chance there but apparently not um <clears throat> apparently you know we we gave it up in like I said I think it was only a few seconds into the overtime I don't even know how long it was and 
And it's tough because because Halak made the initial save and then it just kind of sat there. And and then they, they just tapped it in. I think really really not putting the pedal to the floor after that four-minute, you know, not getting anything on that four-minute power play took the wind kind of out of their sails, especially when with the Islanders scoring. It, it just it was sort of a recipe for disaster because you had them. You had that first period. You were outplaying them by a mile, and then you let them get back into it. And that's something that's happened in a lot of games this season. You know, we could be in a lot worse shape right now. We won a lot of games in overtime earlier in the season that could have gone the other way. And yet, again, we gave we gave points to a lot of teams, which is not good, but we still got the two. But, like, we're sitting on the verge of, of not being a playoff team today. I, I know that there's a lot of time left, but we're sitting on the verge of that, and... We could be way lower in the in the standings. But what what I don't understand is this team is better than they're playing. Are players on this team playing injured that we don't know about? Probably. I think that the shortened season and, and all that doesn't help. But it's not really an excuse because if that's the case, then Sweeney needs to be making a trade or doing something that's going to improve this team because think about the players that are on this team and and the superstar players that are on this team and we're playing the way that we are. Thankfully, tonight we got three goals from other players that weren't named Bergeron, Marchand, or Pasta. So, I mean, that that's a great sign. Carson Kuhlman. Uh, I didn't I didn't touch on this yet. Played great. He scored a goal and it was a snipe. It was awesome. It was a it was a very nice goal. Playing well throughout the whole game and then he gets injured. Like I I would imagine that that is a momentum killer for teams that you know you're fi- you finally see a guy doing well and you see him getting his shot and he doesn't play every game and he gets out there and he hustles and he skates fast and he beats icings and he scores a goal and He's he's really putting in that effort, and then he gets injured. It's like they can't seem to catch a break right now. That it was the same thing with Tenorti when he got injured. It was he was playing so well, and then a freak accident like that happens, and and he goes out. And you know we had the the days off because of the COVID issues, and he ended up coming back tonight, so he didn't miss very much time. But it seems like they just have the worst luck possible this year. And I'm not blaming that as why they're losing because they're making bad passes and they're doing stupid things and not making good plays. So that's what's really leading to the the, the losses and the turnovers and the goals against. But the the not having any luck thing definitely doesn't help us. So, I, I just, like I said, I don't know what they do from here. I don't know if Sweeney makes a trade or if that is what's going to turn this team around. Because, it, you know, it would have to be one or two significant players to really turn around 
both as far as the, the defense and the offense. And I think that if we can get some guys back from injury and if some guys can start to really get into the groove because we have a lot of games coming up now that the season's on the, the second half and you know some games have been rescheduled because of COVID and, and all that from earlier in the season, hopefully we can start putting some wins together and really feeling good about the way that we're playing and sort of, um, you know, get the confidence and and continue to play well because we haven't really, again, we haven't really gotten to the groove. We've had games and then we've had days off and then we've had a, a bunch of time off and I think that they really need to just practice and play and really get loose to play the, the second half of this season and make a run. So... Hopefully some injured guys comes come back and, and start to play well. Obviously, I would imagine there'll be a little bit of rust on them, but you know, it, anybody coming back can only really help us at this point. And obviously a trade, if we were to get a good defenseman or, or a, a great goal scorer, I think would be obviously beneficial to this team. But will it happen? I, I just don't know. The trade deadline's coming up here in a couple weeks, and... I would really hope that Sweeney's been on the phones, whether it's just to to kick the tires or what, but I really hope that he's doing at least a little bit of of homework here and and trying to see if there's a way to improve this team without selling the farm because we we all know that we only have a few more years with Bergeron at an elite level. I don't know that he will, he'll retire in 3 years or so, but he can't play elite forever. I know that people have called him out this year because for for a little bit there he was playing less minutes. Uh, and, I mean, it's to be expected. We're playing on a shortened season. We're playing on a shortened off season, and all of that. So, you know, the guy's not young. And it, he wasn't even playing that many less minutes. It was like a, a, a minute or two or whatever. And it was for a couple games. So, but the, the time is now. I mean, it's it's win now, win within the next three seasons, or or we're going into put a potential rebuild, or at least a core rebuild, because you're looking at Bergeron, Rask, Krejci, a lot of these guys are going to be gone, you know, eventually. So you're building your core now around Pasta and McAvoy, basically, and and Carlo. So. That's why I wonder how how aggressive Sweeney is going to be in, in in at the trade deadline. I mean, we all know also that teams don't seem to want to trade with Boston. And I don't know if that's because they don't want us. I'm sure it's because they don't want us to be good. They don't want us to be a problem. But, you know, we didn't we couldn't figure out that Oliver Ekman Larson deal. That probably would have helped us out a lot right now. I still think that having Chara here would have been extremely beneficial to us this season. Chara's playing very well in, in Washington. They're playing very well as a team. And I, I'm not just saying this because we have injuries. I'm saying this because I think that we could have used Chara. I mean, I think that his time wasn't up here. And, and it still stings that he's gone because, and now even more so with injuries. But it be, because he's playing so well. And because we knew that he was going to play well. He wasn't done. If he was done, he would have retired. 
He knows what he's capable of. The guy works out like crazy. He's a machine. You know, it, it just it wasn't time, in my opinion. I, I'm so glad that Bergeron is the captain of this team. But I don't know that it was time for Chara to be gone. So uh, it's just going to be interesting to see what happens at the trade deadline. I, I really don't know. But I, I'm looking forward to it. I just don't want to pick up. I don't want to do like a, you know, you do a Jake DeBrusque trade for another guy who's on equal level as him that's, that's in a slump and hope that the new guy comes in and he has a spark. Because I don't think that that's what's, what it's going to take to get us over that hump. I think that it's going to need to be more than that. So I know that it's not easy to get players, especially defensemen. But I know it's not easy, but you got to think about how much time we have with this core. And maybe this isn't the year to be selling it all to grab guys for a, a serious run because it's a shortened year and because of all the COVID things and, and whatever. But if it's not this year, it's next. I mean, there's not there's not enough time left to be waiting it out and hoping that players develop and hoping that players turn into something. Because we've seen Bjork and we've seen DeBrusque. At this point, we know what they are. We've seen Stanika. Obviously, he's played less. Uh, he's played a lot less. And I think that he's the most promising of the three. But that might be a hot take. I don't know. We will find out over the next few years. But I think that something needs to be done if we want to win now. So, I mean, really, realistically, only time will tell. That's that's all I can. That's all we can really do is just wait it out and see what happens. And I hope that they do something because I'd love to see this team. I'd love to see Bergeron get another cup. I'd love to see some of these other guys put that thing above their head and and get that feeling as well. Um, but maybe that's just the 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 homer, the the Bruins diehard in me that wants to see that happen now. But I really do think that this is our best shot with, without having to rebuild. But speaking of the trade deadline, this would probably be the, t the time in the episode where I would, I would defer to Tim and talk about the Celtics trade deadline uh, acquisitions and trades and, and all that. But I'm not going to do that because one, Tim's not here. And two, I know Tim's going to want to talk about it and he knows more about it than I do. So on the next episode, we are done we're definitely going to talk about um, the Celtics trades and what they've done at the trade deadline and it it did they improve? Did they get worse? Um I don't know. We'll find out. And I also, I know that I say this, that we've said this on a few episodes, um, and we kind of tease a bunch of stuff, but we have a couple guests lined up um, for next week to record, and that means that we're going to have some episodes coming out soon with some really cool guests um, that I'm really looking forward to. And once we get everything recorded, we'll start hinting at maybe who it is and... Um, well, maybe we'll put out some some teasers and stuff like that. So, you know, I, I also, another thing that I don't, we haven't said in a while, but, you know, I really appreciate everybody that follows us on Instagram and Twitter. And we are on TikTok now and doing that thing, which is fun. 
and just just something to kind of keep us busy and and interact and stuff it, it's a good time so thank you to everybody that follows us on there and if you you know if you don't follow us then definitely give us a follow it's either you know it's balcony chatter on all of those things and and same thing with iTunes and Spotify. It goes a long way when we get reviews and likes and subscriptions or subscribes and all of that. So um, if, if you could and if you want to leave us a review, that would be great. It, it really helps us out to sort of build the podcast and and be able to do more episodes and have fun and, and you know, reach more people. So tell your friends and leave a, leave a review and really appreciate it. And like I said, this is a different episode for us this week i mean i've never done this one on my own solo and you know i think that it was pretty fun and hopefully tim's back next week or maybe a guest is back next week or maybe tim and i and a guest so we'll see next week and we will um you know like i said we'll keep posted on who we have coming up and we'll do some teasers and we'll do some uh maybe we'll do a see if anyone can guess who it's going to be put out some clues so until then, I uh, appreciate everybody that listens to this podcast and, and follows us and tells people about us and has bought merch from us. And it's really cool because we have a lot of fun doing it and we definitely want to keep doing it. So uh, thank you guys. And we will be back next week on Friday as normal. And uh, until then, thank you. Stay safe. We'll see you next week. <laughs>